whether you're looking at chronic pain, autoimmune diseases, even cancer and diabetes and heart disease, what we find at the middle is inflammation. And the best way to control inflammation is not taking aspirin or ibuprofen or Aleve. It's food because the food we eat can either be pro-inflammatory, can create inflammation in our bodies, or it can be anti-inflammatory. And most people who follow kind of a standard Western diet, it creates a highly inflammatory milieu within our bodies. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast in the U.S. and in more than 150 countries. Hi to everyone listening in Hilton Head, South Carolina, Lafayette, Indiana, and Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Wherever you are, we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 9 of season 6, number 405 overall. You know, pain relief isn't just found in a bottle. It turns out that certain foods are kind of like nature's Tylenol. I mean, who among us hasn't had a headache? They're no fun. Or maybe you've gone to the gym and it had been a while. You overdo it and boom, you hurt. That's no fun either. Or maybe you've been living with arthritis and just moving around every day can be a struggle. Certainly that sounds like agony. But today we are going to be talking about relief for short-term aches and long-term pains with Dr. Jim Loomis. He is a former team physician for the St. Louis Cardinals in Major League Baseball and Rams in the National Football League. So he knows a thing or two about treating pain. Today, we're going to be learning the best foods and spices to bring you relief. And we're also going to learn what happens when you reward a hard workout with a trip to the drive-thru rather than indulging in something that's healthier. And speaking of something that's healthier, Dr. Loomis has a banging recipe for a post-workout recovery shake that you are absolutely going to fall in love with. So let's get rolling right now and find some pain relief in a delicious way with Dr. Jim Loomis. Dr. Jim Loomis, thanks for being here, my friend. Oh, my pleasure, Chuck. Anytime. Yeah, man. If there's a question that you guys have for Dr. Loomis, go ahead, post it in the comments or in the chat. This is a truncated version of the show, but I promise you we will get to as many as we possibly can when we open up the doctor's mailbag. So Dr. Loomis, at the top, I kind of referred to food as nature's natural pain relievers. Is that an accurate portrayal? It is, Chuck. Um, and, and the reason is the reason that, that food can be so effective in treating pain, uh, helping people with pain, chronic pain, has to do with inflammation. And we know when we start peeling back layers, no pun intended, but start peeling back layers of the onion, where we're looking at chronic pain, autoimmune diseases, you know, even cancer and diabetes and heart disease, what we find at the middle is inflammation. And, and the best way to control inflammation is not taking aspirin or ibuprofen or Aleve. It's food because the food we eat can either be pro-inflammatory, can create inflammation in our bodies, or it can be anti-inflammatory. And most people who follow kind of a standard Western diet, it, 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 it creates a re- highly inflammatory milieu within our bodies. 
So let's talk about some of these specific foods here. Um, if we're doing something that's just kind of like an ache or a pain from the gym, shouldn't we be eating any differently than if a headache pops up suddenly? Well, actually, you know, and when, we, when we talk about improving someone's overall health, there's no one special diet you need to do to kind of take care of these aches and pains and another diet to prevent you from getting colon cancer and another diet to help you know prevent and reverse diabetes. It's really all the same thing. Um, there are a few specific foods, though, that, that, that have highly inflammatory um, um, properties. Probably the one that, that I recommend the most is turmeric, actually. Um, there have been head-to-head -head studies looking at, say, the use of turmeric compared to things like ibuprofen. That's a class of medicines called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, so, or NSAIDs. So when you compare turmeric to NSAIDs in people, say, with chronic degenerative arthritis, it's been shown that turmeric is just as effective without the side effects, right? Because that class of medicines has a whole bunch of different side effects. It can raise your blood pressure, it can cause you to retain fluid, it can irritate your stomach, cause ulcers. So turmeric is one that, that I recommend a lot. And, and in fact, when I was training for Ironman, the kind of, you know, because, you know, there's always aches and pains after these really long bike rides and runs, I, I started taking a turmeric supplement. And, and the tough supplement I used actually had ginger with it as well. Ginger is another highly inflammatory um, 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 food that you can consume. Yeah, ginger also good for nausea, if I'm not mistaken. It is, it so, is, as a um, that's, that's pretty interesting. So it, it sounds to me kind of like the picture that you're painting here is that it's when it comes to pain relief, it may be more of a matter of omission uh, more so than actually what it is that you're eating. Obviously, benefits coming from ginger and turmeric, but say, you know, you go to the gym, you work out, you maybe sprain a muscle and you want to feel a little bit better about life. So you swing through the drive through at McDonald's. What's going to happen to a person that eats that double cheeseburger after a workout compared to somebody who goes with a healthier like a quinoa bowl or something like sure. that. Sure, you know, if, if for anyone who's seen the documentary, The Game Changers, which I had the, uh, the honor of, of being in, uh, the athletes talk about this actually, that that um, inflammation in our bodies comes from kind of two broad sources. It comes from the overconsumption of omega-6 fatty acids, which create pro-inflammatory compounds. That's what you're gonna get when you have that quarter pounder with cheese, right? Meat, dairy, very high in omega-6s. And then, and then the other thing that's kind of missing from a, a you know, when, when most of our food is brown, when the primary color of a plate of food is brown, right? Like you see with a hamburger and fries, what we're missing are antioxidants. Because when we exercise, we create what are called oxygen-free radicals. And oxygen-free radicals are, are good in small doses, but in high doses, it's, they actually can damage our, our cells and our cell walls. And in fact, the muscle soreness and stiffness you get after a hard workout, say, say you haven't been running in a while and you go out and run five miles and the next day you can't walk because you're so sore and stiff, that is damage to, the, to your muscles directly from the, this oxidative stress, these oxygen-free radicals. Now, our bodies have a very limited ability to mitigate oxidative stress. And the only way we can augment that is through plants, and through, through dietary antioxidants. And the only place you find those is in plants because these antioxidants are actually the plant's natural mechanism to protect them from you know, viruses and bacteria. And in general, the more color a food has, the more anti-inflammatory, the more, the more highly antioxidant it is. And so again, when we, when we go through that drive-through at McDonald's, we've got two things going on. 
we're, we're taking in too much omega-6 fatty acids, which create inflammation, and not enough antioxidants, which help combat some of the inflammation. And every single athlete, and I experienced this myself, I mean, I used to be a pretty competitive uh, marathoner back in med school. I'd run a marathon. I followed a standard Western diet. Three or four days, I couldn't walk, right? My, my muscles were so sore. Fast forward at age 60, I do an Ironman. I honestly can tell you, I never got significantly sore, stiff because of the, 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 all the antioxidants and the omega-3 fatty acids, which are the anti-inflammatory uh, components um, of that diet. Yeah. And I love the story that you tell about the day after you, you did the Ironman triathlon and, you know, all of these 20 somethings are just shuffling around, having a hard time moving their legs, getting up and down the stairs in the lobby of the hotel. And you, you go on a, a hike the next day. Yeah, I climbed up the mountain because <laughs> <laughs> it was in Lake Placid up in the Adirondacks. And, uh, uh, so, so, um, anyway, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, um, there, there are some very specific foods which have been shown to really help prevent some of this muscle soreness and such. So it's things like tart cherry juice, for example, or pomegranate juice, very highly anti-inflammatory. Um, pineapple actually is highly anti-inflammatory. It has a, a compound called bromelain, which actually has been shown to help also with injury, with bruising and, and things like that. Um, we know that um, um, some there's some healing spices like cinnamon. We already talked about turmeric and ginger, but also cinnamon is highly anti-inflammatory. Uh, beets are highly anti-inflammatory, and they, that works a couple of ways. The betalin, which is the, what makes the beets red, is is an antioxidant, but also uh, 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 beets increase blood flow and kind of help wash out all those toxins after a hard workout. Um, so and 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 so. You know, again, there are some very specific foods which have been shown. Peppermint's another one um, which have been shown to specifically combat uh, inflammation. Blueberries, another one. Any of the color berries. So again, once once again, the more color a food has, the more anti-inflammatory, antioxidant properties it has. So we're talking about muscle aches and pains, arthritis right now. But what if somebody develops a headache during the day? Are there any foods really that may prove helpful then? There, there are. Um, now, now, migraine headaches and spe specifically um, um, are caused because, our, and we don't really know exactly why, but what happens is uh, the blood vessels initially constrict and some people will see flashing lights and such, and then they dilate. And since our skull is a, a closed space, when, when those blood vessels dilate, it puts pressure on the brain and, and causes a headache. So um, actually, uh, PCRM has done some research looking at very specific foods to help combat migraine headaches. Uh, so oftentimes in a situation like that, um, it, it's not one food that might be specific to one individual. So we, we do what's called an elimination diet. So we kind of take away the common triggers and, and it might be some foods that, that in general people can tolerate uh, more, more, you know, who don't have headaches. So things like gluten and soy and corn, there's, there's a variety of, of hormones that, uh, uh, red, you know, alcohol, red wine, for example. So what we typically do is take away all these kind of common foods and then add them back one at a time uh, to see um, which foods serve as triggers. And, and the research suggests that, in fact, and again, when we follow a plant-based diet, and then we, and if we can specifically identify these very specific triggers of the migraines, we can keep those in check without medications. 
Uh, Rochelle, I want to share this, uh, is a fan of turmeric. She says that she began putting it in her oatmeal after seeing uh, Dr. B. That that would be our good friend, Dr. Will Bolsowitz. Also bangs the drum for turmeric all the time. Uh, we have a question, though, about some of the spices, Dr. Lomas, you were talking about. This one comes to us from Terry at 1230. Terry's wondering whether it's possible to overdo it with something like curcumin or cinnamon or those other anti-inflammatory spices. Well, um, there is some evidence that, that very high doses of turmeric may affect the liver. We're talking huge doses. I think, you know, I take a, a turmeric supplement myself and, and, you know, as long as you take it according to the, to the um, uh, instructions on the, on, the, on the bottle, if you will, uh, you can also do it with just, just with food. I mean, you can take ground turmeric and sprinkle it in your oatmeal, like, like um, um, the, the previous uh, commenter said. Uh, you can, some people will make what's called a golden tea. They'll take green tea and add some turmeric to it. So you can do it just by using the, you know, you can even take the fresh turmeric root and, and, and grate it up and put it in, you know, a, a curry or a dal or, or whatever. But um, turmeric's the only one I know that, that there is a little bit of research about overdosing that you can take too much. Um, and I don't know about cinnamon though. I mean, um, um, again, I, I take cinnamon as a spice. I don't take a supplement for that. I take it as a spice. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, it would, the flavor would be too potent to overdose on cinnamon, in my experience. No doubt. You know, <laughs> that That's a flavor right there, man. Yeah, right. Um, let me share this one. This one is from Carrie at 1241. This is just a, a phenomenal recipe if you're curious about maybe how to get some turmeric into your diet here. What Carrie does is uh, blends it with dates and a few cashews, vanilla, and water. Sounds like they make a little smoothie there. That sounds absolutely delicious to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, when I, when I was training, you know, I developed this recovery shake um, to help me recover faster and, and, and take care of the little aches and pains. So it was tart cherry juice. We already talked about that. Tart cherry juice has been shown to prevent and, and uh, the delayed onset muscle soreness that people get tart cherry juice, blueberries, another one that's uh, been shown. I put chia seed in there. That's the omega threes, which are anti-inflammatory. I put turmeric, ginger and cinnamon. I put um, 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 and then some kale or spinach, and then I'd put, add a frozen banana just for the carbs. And it was phenomenal. And I, I can tell you, I, again, I never got sore. I never got stiff. And I think that recovery shake had a lot to do with that. We've talked about it on the show before, Chuck. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and every time we do, I'd say bottle it. Let's get that on some store yeah. shelves, help some people out. <laughs> Um, yeah. Tracy, 1235, let's talk about how much turmeric would you put in a 64 ounce? Well, she's given specifics here, a 64 ounce smoothie. Like, are you putting a quarter cup in there or how? No, would, no, I put about a teaspoon, I put about a teaspoon in. Okay. I put a teaspoon of ginger, teaspoon of turmeric and a teaspoon of, of cinnamon in my smoothie. And it's about, it's maybe a little bit less than 64 ounces, might be 32 so, but I think a teaspoon, you, you want to get too much tumor is going to make it taste a little bit bitter, actually. So you want to be a little bit careful with that. And again, you have to be careful with the cinnamon because it can be overpowering um, and the ginger too. But I found that that was a nice flavor profile for me, at least. Oh, it sounds delicious. Uh, Floridian light here. So if you're going to supplement with it, um, how much turmeric or curcumin would you recommend for daily joint pain relief? Well, let's see. I happen to have the bottle here that I take and I can tell you what. So- um, this one has, um, so three, this is three capsules, um, and it, it gives you, uh, 1500 milligrams of turmeric, 300 milligrams of ginger. And then that, that equates to about 150 milligrams of curcumin. And then it has a, 
a touch of uh, of uh, biopurine. So biopurine, this is this is interesting and important. So the active, as we've kind of already alluded to, the active anti-inflammatory in turmeric is actually curcumin, and um, adding a little bit of black pepper to a dish you're going to consume with cumin with with curcumin or with turmeric actually increases the absorption of the of the curcumin by about 40 percent so i would always put a few twists of black pepper into my um, into my smoothie uh, this particular supplement that i'm using has that uh, already um, added to it it has a little bit of black pepper extract in it to help absorb that curcumin uh, 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 more efficiently uh, hold on. I got to go back to the recovery shake because the chat blew up. Everybody's asking if you could slow down and repeat that recipe. I think that what we ought to do is put it in the, the show description here uh, for people who watch on demand here as well. But uh, go over that for us one more time if you don't so, mind. So I put in, uh, so I use tart cherry juice as the base. And, um, and then I add a, one frozen banana, about a cup of, I usually use frozen blueberries because I'm looking for kind of, I like the smoothie, you know, if I'm training a hot weather, I like that. I put in, you know, a big handful of kale or spinach. Um, I put in a couple tablespoons of chia seed. I put in a, um, a teaspoon of, of turmeric, uh, ginger and cinnamon. Um, sometimes I would put in actually um, a half a cup or so of white beans uh, for a little bit of protein. Um, and that's a that's a really kind of a neutral flavor. Um, and if you want to sweeten it up, if that's not sweet enough, you can add a couple of dates. I, I typically didn't, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, again, th that's those are healthy carbs to help replenish your carbs after a hard workout. Um, and I believe that's it. Pretty straightforward. Oh, man, that but again, science behind all of that. That's an evidence based uh, drink. Actually, I, I did a really deep dive into exercise recovery, and, and that's kind of what I came up with. Bottle it. Bottle it, Dr. Loomis. <laughs> Bottle it. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's wrap up with a question about fat. Um, fat by itself inherently, is that uh, inflammatory? So, you know, this is a perfect example of what's what we call nutritional reductionism, right? So, right. so, you know, we don't talk about food anymore. We talk about what food's made of. We talk about fat and carbs and protein, and that's a whole nother show, uh, basically. So fat in and of itself, we need fat and there's nothing wrong with fat. However, standard Western, it, it depends on the, so it's the, just like protein, just like carbs, it's the package the fat comes in, right? So when we're getting these healthy fats from things like nuts and seeds, um, you know, even like broccoli has omega-3 fatty acids in it. When we're getting our, our, our fats in these healthy packages, they actually have profound health benefits, you know, highly anti-inflammatory. They help us absorb certain vitamins. The problem is when we're getting our fat from a big piece of red meat or a glass of milk or, or a, a bowl of ice cream, right? Um, or we're using a lot of cooking oil. Um, that's where we started to get into trouble. And, and fats in general, you know, there's different kinds of fats. There's, there's, there's omega-6 fatty acids, there's omega-3 fatty acids. We talk about saturated, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated. Most of the plant-based sources of fat are in fact um, the healthy on the healthy side. Now, you do have to be careful. Uh, edible oils can be quite inflammatory. So I really try to keep those to a minimum. At home, I don't cook with any oil. Uh, people's, you know, coconut oil. What about coconut oil? Well, coconut is great if you want to put it on your skin, but it's not great to put in to cook with. It's 100% saturated fat. There's no omega threes. Um, so, um, so you know, fats are an important part of our diet, but you need to be careful. In general, you really try to limit your total fat intake to 30, 35 grams a day, somewhere in there. 
and they need to be healthy fat sources, mainly from plants. Let me slide one more in uh, from Kelly at 12.45. Fresh ginger, is that better than ground up ginger that you might get in a little jar? Well, so the ground ginger is fine. The problem is that, you know, um, the potency will diminish over time, right? So, so I use, I use uh, uh, powdered ginger, but I use a lot of it in my cook. I mean, I use it when I'm training, I'm, I'm using a fair amount. So I buy little bottles and just replenish it fairly frequently. But I, I think you can get the same effect from ginger. Just be aware that, that over time, this, any spice will, will diminish in potency um, as it ages. That's another one that you don't want to like overdo it with, man, because no, that's, right, got, a, right, that's right. got a heck of a kick to it. Um, interesting comment from Boop at 1247. Dr. Loomis needs a cooking show, which is very interesting given the fact <laughs> that behind the scenes, we are working uh, with you and Karen Dugan, the St. Louis Veg Girl from the Center for Plant-Based Living, working on a show called Doc and Chef. Give us the one minute synopsis about this amazing project. Yeah, this is this is really thank you, Chuck. Um, so so one of the things I started to recognize uh, a, a while ago is that is, is the lack of culinary literacy uh, um, that people have. We can talk about plant based diets all day. We can read cookbooks. There's a lot of amazing cookbooks out there. But if you don't you know, if your culinary skills end at, at reheating something in the microwave or boiling some water, you know, it's going to be hard to engage. And. And not only that, um, we tell people what to do, but we don't oftentimes give them the why. And, and that's so important. And my good friend and colleague, Karen Dugan, who has the Center for Plant-Based Living in St. Louis, um, is, is really a master at, at, at helping people develop the culinary techniques that they need to, 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 to develop the, this culinary literacy. So we thought, well, wait a minute, why don't we marry nutrition science to your plate of food? And so the idea is it's a, it's an, it'll be an ongoing series of, of relatively short videos, maybe 10 minutes, where the first five minutes or so will be um, on kind of the, the, the why you should be doing, you know, soy, for example. I've heard soy's bad. It's not bad. This is why. Now let's marry that to your plate. And here's a beautiful tofu recipe to, to make. And Karen will demonstrate that. So uh, we're really excited about that. In fact, I'm headed to St. Louis uh, this weekend and we're going to um, hopefully get the first uh set of shows um, um, in the can. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. So we're hoping to launch probably be March-ish, I'm thinking, but um, 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 that, that's the idea. So thank you for that. We recognize that as well and, and, and are on our way with the, with the, the Doc and Chef uh, cooking uh, YouTube channel. Can't wait. Do I get the official executive producer title? Yeah, you can have the executive. Yeah. <laughs> this, is our, this, is our, uh, this is our logo, the Doc and Chef. Yeah, yep. So. Yep. I'm, I'm super excited. This is just a, it's a home run kind of a concept, man. And uh, I'm so happy for you and, and Karen. And I think that this is really going to be something special. So give them a follow on Instagram. You saw that was up there for a little while uh, at the doc and chef, and we'll get you covered with all of the updates and still to come, but thank you for doing this on short notice, my friend, this has just been an absolute treat. All right, my pleasure. Anytime, Chuck, you know, I, I love this and, 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 all this information is so important for people to have, and you do such an amazing job, and um, I'm honored to be here. The Barnard Medical Center is powering this episode of the Exam Room Podcast. Their doctors and dietitians practice lifestyle medicine and promote plant-based nutrition with in-person visits in their Washington, D.C. office and telemedicine appointments in 18 states. Visit barnardmedical.org or call 202-527-7500 to learn more. 
That's barnardmedical.org or call 202-527-7500. If you're as curious as the live audience was to get your hands on Dr. Loomis's recovery shake recipe, no problem. You can find it right now in the episode notes. Also there, you will find a link to Dr. Neil Barnard's book that you may find interesting. The title of that, Foods That Fight Pain. It takes a deeper dive into everything that we talked about here on the show today. You know, the concept of food and pain relief first came to me when somebody said, hey, pineapple is kind of like ibuprofen. I heard that and I thought, well, that's interesting. But at the same time, I was skeptical. But then I started to dive deeper and I learned more and more and more. And as Dr. Loomis was talking about, there is a ton of research out there on this very topic. And if you want to go down the rabbit hole, just go to our website, pcrm.org, and then search the word pain. On the first page alone, you'll see these headlines. Vegan diets reduce arthritis pain. Plant-based diets reduce migraine pain. Vegan diet may reduce diabetic nerve pain. And also, eating meat increases menstrual pain. So again, we're talking about inflammatory and anti-inflammatory foods. But we can talk about food all day here. But if you want to hear from two people who were in pain for years, years and years, and then found relief by changing their diet, you should go back and listen to the interviews that I did with Meg Donahue and Dr. Daniel Gnu. Meg's episode was done in 2021, and it's called Conquering Crippling Pain with Food. She tells this incredible story. And then Dr. Daniel Gnu, his show was called Overcoming Arthritis. Everything hurt for 20 years, and now... I'm pain-free. That was released back just last year in 2022. So get inspired with their stories and then put into practice what you've learned today and start living, hopefully, pain-free. And the last thought that I want to share with you today, the best way to think about this, the most fun way to think about this is all of the recipes all of the whole food plant-based recipes out there. We're talking about pizza. We're talking about burgers and cookies and snacks, desserts, whole food plant-based. It is like the most delicious medicine ever. I mean, you're writing a prescription for pizza for goodness sakes. That is mind blowing when you think about it in those terms, right? And that's what I love about this show. I mean, it may not solve all of the world's problems, but it can certainly help to improve the quality of life for people all around the globe. And I hope that that is the case with you. And we're going to keep things on the shorter side today. A little condensed. Dr. Loomis was able to be here on short notice to fill in for Dan Butner from the Blue Zones because Dan got grounded due to circumstances beyond anybody's control. So we will have Dan on in the future so we can unlock the secrets to living a longer life. I promise you that is coming very, very soon. 
But for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to Dr. Loomis for jumping in the hot seat on such short notice and raising our health IQs and reducing our pain. And for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based. Oh, 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 oh,